Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam. Third Canto, Chapter 22, Texts 8 through 20. Swayambhuvamanu offers his daughter for marriage, and Kardamamuni accepts the marriage proposal. Text 8. Swayambhuvamanu continued. O great sage, graciously be pleased to listen to a prayer of my humble self, for my mind is troubled by affection for my daughter. Purport by Srila Prabhupada When a disciple is perfectly in consonance with the spiritual master, having received his message and executed it perfectly and sincerely, he has a right to ask a particular favor from the spiritual master. Generally, a pure devotee of the Lord or a pure disciple of a bona fide spiritual master does not ask any favor, either from the Lord or from the spiritual master. But even if there is a need to ask favor from the spiritual master, one cannot ask that favor without satisfying him fully. Swayambhuvamanu wanted to disclose his mind regarding the function he wanted to execute, due to affection for his daughter. Text 9 My daughter is the sister of Priyavrata and Uttana Pada. She is seeking a suitable husband in terms of age, character, and good qualities. Report by Srila Prabhupada The grown-up daughter of Swayambhuvamanu, Devahuti, had good character and was well qualified. Therefore she was searching for a suitable husband, just befitting her age, qualities, and character. The purpose of Manu's introducing his daughter as the sister of Priyavrata and Uttanapada, two great kings, was to convince the sage that the girl came from a great family. She was his daughter, and at the same time, the sister of Kshatriyas. She did not come from a lower-class family. Manu, therefore, offered her to Kardama as just suitable for his purpose. It is clear that although the daughter was mature in age and qualities, she did not go out and find her husband independently. She expressed her desire for a suitable husband corresponding to her character, age, and quality. And the father himself, out of affection for his daughter, took charge of finding such a husband. Text 10. The moment she heard from the sage Narada of your noble character, learning, beautiful appearance, youth, and other virtues, she fixed her mind upon you. Report by Srila Prabhupada. The girl, Devahuti, did not personally see Kardamamoni, nor did she personally experience his character or qualities. 
since there was no social intercourse by which she could gain such understanding. But she heard about Cardamomoni from the authority of Naradamoni. Hearing from an authority is a better experience than gaining personal understanding. She heard from Naradamoni that Cardamomoni was just fit to be her husband. Therefore, she became fixed in her heart that she would marry him, and she expressed her desire to her father, who therefore brought her before him. Text 11. Therefore, please accept her, O chief of the Brahmins, for I offer her with faith, and she is in every respect fit to be your wife and take charge of your household duties. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The words Grihamedisu Karmasu mean in household duties. Another word is also used here, Sarvatmanarupam. The purport is that a wife should not only be equal to her husband in age, character, and qualities, but also must be helpful to him in his household duties. The household duty of a man is not to satisfy his sense gratification, but to remain with a wife and children, and at the same time attain advancement in spiritual life. One who does not do so is not a householder, but a grihamedi. Two words are used in the Sanskrit language. One is grihasta, and the other is grihamedi. The difference between the grihamedi and grihasta is that the grihasta is also an ashram, or a spiritual order. But if one simply satisfies his senses as a householder, then he is a grihamedi. For a grihamedi, to accept a wife means to satisfy the senses. But for a grihastha, qualified wife is an assistant in every respect for advancement in spiritual activities. It is the duty of the wife to take charge of household affairs and not to compete with the husband. A wife is meant to help, but she cannot help her husband unless she is completely equal in her age character, and quality. Text 12 To deny an offering that has come of itself is not commendable even for one absolutely freed from all attachment, much less one addicted to sensual pleasure. Report by Srila Prabhupada In material life, everyone is desirous of sense gratification. Therefore, a person who gets an object of sense gratification without endeavor should not refuse to accept it. Cardamomoni was not meant for sense gratification, yet he aspired to marry 
and prayed to the Lord for a suitable wife. This was known to Swayambhuvamanu. He indirectly convinced Kardamamuni, You desire a suitable wife, like my daughter, and she is now present before you. You should not reject the fulfillment of your prayer. You should accept my daughter. Text 13. One who rejects an offering that comes of its own accord, but later begs a boon from a miser, thus loses his widespread reputation, and his pride is humbled by the neglectful behavior of others. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The general procedure of Vedic marriage is that a father offers his daughter to a suitable boy. That is a very respectable marriage. A boy should not go to the girl's father and ask for the hand of his daughter in marriage. That is considered to be humbling one's respectable position. Swayambhuvamanu wanted to convince Kardamamuni, since he knew that the sage wanted to marry a suitable girl, I am offering just a suitable wife, do not reject the offer, or else, because you are in need of a wife, you will have to ask for such a wife from someone else, who may not behave with you so well. In that case, your position will be humbled. Another feature of this incident is that Swayambhuvamanu was the emperor, but he went to offer his qualified daughter to a poor Brahmin. Kardamamuni had no worldly possessions. He was a hermit living in the forest, but he was advanced in culture. Therefore, in offering one's daughter to a person, the culture and quality are counted as prominent, not wealth or any other material consideration. Text 14. Swayambhuvamanu continued, O wise man, I heard that you were prepared to marry. Please accept her hand, which is being offered to you by me, since you have not taken a vow of perpetual celibacy. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The principle of brahmachari is celibacy. There are two kinds of brahmacharis. One is called naishtika brahmachari, which means one who takes a vow of celibacy for his whole life. Whereas the other, the upakorvana brahmachari, is a brahmachari who takes a vow of celibacy up to a certain age. For example, he may take a vow to remain celibate up to 25 years of age, then, with the permission of his spiritual master, he enters into married life. Brahmachari is student life, the beginning of life in the spiritual orders, and the principle of brahmachari is celibacy. Only a householder can indulge in sense gratification or sex life, not a brahmachari. Swayambhuvamanu requested Kardamamuni to accept his daughter 
since Karma had not taken a vow of Naishtika Brahmachari. He was willing to marry, and the suitable daughter of a high royal family was presented. Text 15. The great sage replied, Certainly, I have a desire to marry, and your daughter has not yet married or given her word to anyone. Therefore, our marriage, according to the Vedic system, can take place. Purport by Srila Prabhupada there were many considerations by Kardama Muni before accepting the daughter of Swayambhuvamanu. Most important is that Devahuti had first of all fixed her mind upon marrying him. She did not choose to have any other man as her husband. That is a great consideration, because female psychology dictates that when a woman offers her heart to a man for the first time, it is very difficult for her to take it back. Also, she had not married before. She was a virgin girl. All these considerations convinced Kardamamuni to accept her. Therefore he said, Yes, I shall accept your daughter under religious regulations of marriage. There are different kinds of marriages, of which the first-class marriage is held by inviting a suitable bridegroom for the daughter and giving her in charity, well-dressed and well-decorated with ornaments, along with a dowry, according to the means of the father. There are other kinds of marriage, such as Gandharva marriage and marriage by love, which are also accepted as marriage. Even if one is forcibly kidnapped and later on accepted as a wife, that is also accepted. But Kardamamuni accepted the first-class way of marriage because the father was willing and the daughter was qualified. She had never offered her heart to anyone else. All these considerations made Kardamamuni agree to accept the daughter of Swayambhuvamanu. Text 16. Let your daughter's desire for marriage, which is recognized in the Vedic scriptures, be fulfilled. Who would not accept her hand? She is so beautiful that by her bodily luster alone she excels the beauty of her ornaments. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Kardamamoni wanted to marry Devahuti in the recognized manner of marriage prescribed in the scriptures. As stated in the Vedic scriptures, the first-class process is to call the bridegroom to the home of the bride and hand her to him in charity with a dowry of necessary ornaments, gold, furniture, 
and other household paraphernalia. This form of marriage is prevalent among higher-class Hindus, even today, and is declared in the Shastras to confer great religious merit on the bride's father. To give a daughter in charity to a suitable son-in-law is considered to be one of the pious activities of a householder. There are eight forms of marriage mentioned in the scripture Manu Smriti, but only one process of marriage, Brahma or Rajasika marriage, is now current. Other kinds of marriage, by love, by exchange of garlands, or by kidnapping the bride, are now forbidden in this age of Kali. Formerly, at their pleasure, Kshatriyas would kidnap a princess from another royal house, and there would be a fight between the Kshatriya and the girl's family. Then, if the kidnapper was the winner, the girl would be offered to him for marriage. Even Krishna married Rukmini by that process, and some of his sons and grandsons also married by kidnapping. Krishna's grandsons kidnapped Duryodhana's daughter, which caused a fight between the Kuru and Yadu families. Afterward, an adjustment was made by the elderly members of the Kuru family. Such marriages were current in bygone ages, but at the present moment they are impossible because the strict principles of Kshatriya life have practically been abolished. Since India has become dependent on foreign countries, the particular influences of her social orders have been lost. Now, according to the scriptures, everyone is a sudra. The so-called Brahmins, Kshatriyas, and Vaishyas have forgotten their traditional activities, and in the absence of these activities, they are called sudras. It is said in the scriptures, Kalo sudra sambhava. In the age of Kali, everyone will be like sudras. The traditional social customs are not followed in this age, although formerly they were followed strictly. Text 17 I have heard that Vishvavasu, the great Gandharva, his mind, stupefied with infatuation, fell from his airplane after seeing your daughter playing with a ball on the roof of the palace, for she was indeed beautiful with her tinkling ankle bells and her eyes moving to and fro. Purport by Srila Prabhupada It is understood that not only at the present moment, but in those days also, there were skyscrapers. Herein we find the word harmya prishte. Harmya means a very big palatial building. Svad vimanat means from his own airplane. It is suggested that private airplanes or helicopters were also current in those days. The Gandharva Vishvavasu, while flying in the sky, could see Devahuti playing ball on the roof of the palace. Ball playing was also current, 
but aristocratic girls would not play in a public area. Ball playing and other such pleasures were not meant for ordinary women and girls. Only princesses like Devahuti could indulge in such sports. It is described here that she was seen from the flying airplane. This indicates that the palace was very high. Otherwise, how could one see her from an airplane? The vision was so distinct that the Gandharva, Vishvavasu, was bewildered by her beauty and by hearing the sound of her ankle bells. And being captivated by the sound and beauty, he fell down. Kardamamoni mentioned this incident as he had heard it. Text 18. What wise man would not welcome her, the very ornament of womanhood, the beloved daughter of Swayambhuva Manu and sister of Uttanapada? Those who have not worshipped the gracious feet of the goddess of fortune cannot even perceive her, yet she has come of her own accord to seek my hand. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Kardamamoni praised the beauty and qualification of Devahuti in different ways. Devahuti was actually the ornament of all ornamented beautiful girls. A girl becomes beautiful by putting ornaments on her body. But Devahuti was more beautiful than the ornaments. She was considered the ornament of the ornamental beautiful girls. Demigods and Gandharvas were attracted by her beauty. Kardamamoni, although a great sage, was not a denizen of the heavenly planets. But it is mentioned in the previous verse that Visvavasu, who came from heaven, was also attracted by the beauty of Devahuti. Besides her personal beauty, she was the daughter of the emperor Swayambhuva and sister of King Uttanapada. Who could refuse the hand of such a girl? Text 19. Therefore, I shall accept this chaste girl as my wife, on the condition that after she bears semen from my body, I shall accept a life of devotional service accepted by the most perfect human beings. That process was described by Lord Vishnu. It is free from envy. Purport Kardamamoni expressed his desire for a beautiful wife to Emperor Swayambhuva and accepted the emperor's daughter for marriage. Kardamamoni was in the hermitage, practicing complete celibacy as a brahmachari, and although he had a desire to marry, he did not want to be a householder for the whole span of his life because he was conversant with Vedic principles of human life. According to Vedic principles, the first part of life should be utilized in brahmachari 
for the development of character and spiritual qualities. In the next part of life, one may accept a wife and beget children, but one should not beget children like cats and dogs. Kardamamoni desired to beget a child who would be a ray of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. One should beget a child who can perform the duties of Vishnu. Otherwise, there is no need to produce children. There are two kinds of children born of good fathers. One is educated in Krishna consciousness so that he can be delivered from the clutches of Maya in that very life. And the other is a ray of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and teaches the world the ultimate goal of life. As will be described in later chapters, Kardamamuni begot such a child. Kapila, the incarnation of the Personality of Godhead, who enunciated the philosophy of Sankhya. Great householders pray to God to send his representative so that there may be an auspicious movement in human society. This is one reason to beget a child. Another reason is that a highly enlightened parent can train a child in Krishna consciousness so that the child will not have to come back again to this miserable world. Parents should try to see that the child born of them does not enter the womb of a mother again. Unless one can train a child for liberation in that life, there is no need to marry or produce children. If human society produces children, like cats and dogs, for the disturbance of the social order, then the world becomes hellish, as it has in this age of Kali. In this age, neither the parents nor the children are trained. Both are animalistic and simply eat, sleep, mate, defend, and gratify their senses. This disorder in social life cannot bring peace to human society. Kardamamoni explains beforehand that he would not associate with the girl Devahuti for the whole duration of his life. He would simply associate with her until she had a child. In other words, sex life should be utilized only to produce a nice child, not for any other purpose. Human life is especially meant for complete devotion to the service of the Lord. That is the philosophy of Lord Chaitanya. After fulfilling his responsibility to produce a nice child, one should take sannyas and engage in the perfectional Paramahamsa stage. Paramahamsa refers to the most highly elevated perfectional stage of life. There are four stages within sannyas life, and Paramahamsa is the highest order. The Srimad Bhagavatam is called the Paramahamsa Samhita, the treatise for the highest class of human beings. The Paramahamsa is freed from envy. In other stages, even in the householder stage of life, there is competition and envy. But since the activities of the human being in the Paramahamsa stage are completely engaged in Krishna consciousness or devotional service, there is no scope for envy 
in the same order as Kardamamuni, about 100 years ago. Thakur Bhaktivinod also wanted to beget a child who would preach the philosophy and teachings of Lord Chaitanya to the fullest extent. By his prayers to the Lord, he had as his child Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Goswami Maharaj, who at the present moment is preaching the philosophy of Lord Chaitanya throughout the entire world through his bona fide disciples. Text 20. The highest authority for me is the unlimited Supreme Personality of Godhead, from whom this wonderful creation emanates and in whom its subsistence and dissolution rest. He is the origin of all prajapatis, the personalities meant to produce living entities in this world. Report by Srila Prabhupada Carter Mamoni was ordered by his father, Prajapati, to produce children. In the beginning of creation, the Prajapatis were meant to produce a large population, which was to reside in the planets of the gigantic universe. But Kardamamuni said that although his father was Prajapati, who desired him to produce children, actually his origin was the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Vishnu because Vishnu is the origin of everything. He is the actual creator of the universe. He is the actual maintainer. And when everything is annihilated, it rests in him only. That is the conclusion of Srimad Bhagavatam. For creation, maintenance, and annihilation, there are three deities, Brahma, Vishnu, and Maheshvara, or Shiva. But Brahma and Maheshvara are qualitative expansions of Vishnu. Vishnu is the central figure. Therefore, he takes charge of maintenance. No one can maintain the whole creation but him. There are innumerable entities, and they have innumerable demands. No one but Vishnu can fulfill the innumerable demands of all the innumerable living entities. Brahma is ordered to create, and Shiva is ordered to annihilate. The middle function, maintenance, is taken charge of by Vishnu. Kardamamuni knew very well, by his power of progressive spiritual life, that Vishnu, the personality of Godhead, was his worshipable deity. Whatever Vishnu desired was his duty and nothing else. He was not prepared to beget a number of children. He would beget only one child who would help the mission of Vishnu. As stated in the Bhagavad Gita, whenever there is a discrepancy in the discharge of religious principles, the Lord descends to the surface of the earth to protect religious principles and to annihilate the miscreants. Marrying and begetting a child is considered to liquidate one's debt to the family in which one is born. There are many debts which are imposed upon a child just after his birth. There are debts to the family into which one is born, debts to the demigods, 
debts to the pitas, debts to the rishis, etc. But if someone engages only in the service of the Supreme Lord, the Personality of Godhead, who is actually worshipable, then even without trying to liquidate other debts, one becomes freed from all obligations. Carter Mamoni preferred to devote his life as a servant of the Lord in Paramahamsa knowledge and to beget a child only for that purpose, not to beget numberless children to fill up the vacancies in the universe. <laughs> 